the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association, along with Terry Reed, an engineer, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzwell, all directors at SABSA. We are here to reassure you, you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. For a second week in a row, we're having Dr. Doyle Holbert on with us. Dr. Holbert is a professor of biology at Bethany Lutheran College in Mankato, Minnesota. We had him on last week. You talked a lot last week, Dr. Holbert, about mitochondrial DNA pointing to a single starting individual, which we in biblical believers would call Eve, and that it also broke up into three groups or people groups or original women, which would fit right into the biblical narrative of three sons and wives of Noah. Terry, you were going to ask a follow-up question on that. I was wondering if we've learned anything from the Y chromosome, which comes down through the paternal lineage. Yes, we have. And what is so interesting about this is that while on the ark, we would expect that there might be three women who would all three, and actually four women, but one of them, as far as we know, had no children. That would have been Noah's Noah's son's wives, we would have expected perhaps there to be some difference in their mitochondrial DNA if they were not related, closely related anyway. But on the Y chromosome side of things, the Y chromosome is passed down, of course, as you mentioned, through the male. And what we find when we do a coalescence study of the Y chromosomal DNA, we do not find that it coalesces back to three individuals, but back to one. Now what's so interesting about that is that that also is exactly what we would expect if the Bible were true. We would expect that all of the Y chromosomes in the world today could coalesce back to Noah's. Now he had three sons on the ark, sure enough, but their Y chromosomal DNA would have been identical to his or at least more or less identical to his because he passed his DNA, his Y chromosomal DNA down to his sons. So because they were related, we would expect that their DNA would be the same as his. And that's exactly what we find when we do the coalescence study, that it only coalesces back to one, while the mitochondrial DNA, which is passed down through women, coalesces back to three individuals. Yes, so that also could be a, a sign that it was just one man to start off with, as in Adam. Would that also be something that you could conclude? Yes. It, well, yes, it 
either Adam or Noah. And is there a time frame? Like how many thousands of years would it be or hundreds of thousands? And it, was that also? I am not as uh, up to date on that as okay. I am on that it coalesced back to one. Okay. I can say this, that they calibrated this study also back to chimpanzees. Mm. terms of the Y chromosome as well as the mitochondrial chromosome data that you're referring to. Originally, when they calibrated these dates, it was with an assumption of the evolutionary timeline. It was not with real decay rates of those DNA strands. That is exactly right. And okay. what you said is something that's very important. And many of the studies, in fact, most of the studies that I read begin their study with the assumption that evolution is true and then work from that standpoint to extrapolate their dates backwards. So if they begin with that assumption, it's no wonder that their dates are in agreement with evolutionary theory. You've decided what the answer is and you come up with that answer. Go and ahead. work backwards. And work backwards. Go ahead, Carl. Well, that leads me into another question then. What evolutionary findings have been useful in, let's say, medical advances or anything else in biology? You know, there's only one that I can think of that has really been useful in terms of medicine, evolutionary findings, and it is microevolution. It is not macroevolution. It is the ability to trace, a, for example, a viral infection back to the location that it is from based upon the mutations that you find in that virus. Once again, that is microevolution and it is not macroevolution. I don't see very many advances. In fact, I cannot think of one off the top of my head. One any particularly great advance in medical science as a result of evolutionary theory. In point of fact, I've had it told to me by several biologists that the field of biology could do just fine without the theory of evolution. In spite of that saying that I see quoted quite often that nothing in biology makes sense except in light of evolution, it's really just not true. There right. are many things in biology that make sense apart from evolution. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. This week we're talking again with Dr. Doyle Holberg, professor of biology at Bethany Lutheran College. Carl, you're the man with the questions today. Yeah, as far as the biology and evolutionary thing, what in biology has been hampered by the evolutionary theory. Well, one of the most recent findings that has been hampered by evolutionary theory is the finding that small RNAs, we call them microRNAs and small interferons, 
then there are a number of types of small RNAs that have been discovered really in the last 20 years to actually have a purpose. And what took them so long to find that these RNAs had a purpose was that they didn't believe that they had a purpose. It wasn't that they had never found them before. They had found them plenty of times. People who work with RNAs find these things all the time. And they thought either they were just degraded RNAs or, and this is more important to this issue, they thought they were RNAs that were transcribed from junk DNA. This idea of junk DNA is something that was around for years and years and really set back the study of transcriptional and translational biology, that is the, the transcribing of the RNAs of DNA into RNA and then the translating of that RNA into proteins. It really set that research back, I'm guessing several decades, because scientists bought into this idea that those kinds of RNAs were the product of junk DNAs and that junk DNA was expected to be found in our genome simply because we had accumulated millions and millions of mutations over these billions of years of evolutionary history. And those mutations had crept in and then built up in our genome faster than we could remove them. And so that's what they thought. And it turns out that now they're finding many of these so-called sequences of junk DNA actually have a purpose and there are several diseases, though I can't think of them at the moment, but several diseases actually have been caused by these mutations that are in what used to be considered junk DNA, but are considered to be molecules of RNA. And that, the bottom fun. line is that junk DNA was used by evolutionists as proof of evolution, but now that junk DNA has now found not to be junk, do they still claim it as proof of evolution? Oh, that it is proof for, of evolution. They just say that it's not junk. <laughs> they say that these molecules of DNA that they call junk DNA or called it that in the past, even though they're useful, they are still evolutionary mistakes, but now they have been co-opted to actually serve a useful purpose. So to my knowledge, I believe uh, most evolutionists would still say that they were created through a process of evolution. It's Dr. Holbert, we thank you. We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible, which is available on Amazon, Bards & Noble, and everywhere else. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240.
When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com, that is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed. Dr. Carl Williams and Ed Salzwell. Thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.